Welcome to the Creators Guild, brought to you by Joe Crafts. I'm Joe Bookoff, your host. This podcast will show you all about creative living, living creatively, tapping into your passion, your creativity, and living a life that is fulfilling for you. Because if you guys know me, you know my first value is passion, living a life which is fulfilling, doing what you love when you love to do it. Without further ado, here is the intro for the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the Creators Guild Podcast. This episode is with Robert Calloway, a resin artist who makes these resin things by hand. Fascinating stuff. We talk about resin as an art form and going to craft stores and also, uh, sorry, and uh, (laughs) going to craft shows um, and also uh, how to balance um, money and uh, a creative passion when you are still needing a job for right now. So, without further ado, enjoy. I kind of want to re-record that one. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But uh, I hope I'm not bothering her. I'm like, hey, sorry, we're not going to air that one. Can we re-record? So I'm going to do a little learning here. So, um, you will be my... One. 23rd, 24th, 23rd or 24th episode, because I have a couple recorded. And you put this on, you, so you have a website that you post this Yeah. Cool. Well, actually, um, I don't really put it on my website, but on the website, I link to the podcast. It's going to be on okay. 10 platforms, so okay. pretty much anywhere you want to hear a podcast is going to be on, and I'll send you a link to that. Oh, cool. So you awesome. can use it for your own purposes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's the intro. Hey, welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast. This is Joe from the Spot of Joe Network of Passion Projects, and I wanted to say hello here is an interview I'm doing. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of creativity, creative people. I love doing crafts myself. It's one of my highest passions, and I found that one of the things that is very consistent with people in a passionate, uh, creative um, field is that they tend to be more passionate about life and more creative. I mean, how are you going to do something that is visually crafty without being passionate about it? So um, recently, uh, I interviewed um, my friend Kimmy. Uh, Damn, I don't know her last name. <laughs> How do I not know my friend's last name? I'll, I'll learn it pretty soon. But um, that one I'm gonna, I might be re-recording because we went completely off topic. But um, she invited me to a raw artist thing. She is a, an artist. She's also a fashion designer. She makes her clothes. Um, she makes a line of men's and women's clothes. And I'm helping her with her brand. So you'll see some changes. Well, you already have seen some changes in her brand. Um, thanks to me helping her with some clarity. So that's also something I offer. E- uh, email this Joe at the spot of Joe. That's Joe at the spot of Joe.com. Again, Joe at the spot of Joe.com if you want some coaching on brand clarity and just clarity in general of your passions and lifestyle, etc. Um, so I, I, I went to the Raw Artist thing and I met several artists over there, including uh, another interview which is which you've heard, um, I haven't released it, but by the time I release this, this will be released, that one will be released, um, and that one is Aaron Kirkpatrick. He is a wood burner, and I'm actually making a book for him, a leather book. He wants to start with leather. We may or may not be doing a collaboration uh, long-term over that. That will have to be seen, depending on how well they do. Uh, I might be making those on a consistent basis for him to burn and sell. So, um, 
But I also met some other amazing artists, and this one guy who's sitting across from me right now, uh, smiling with glasses, and he, I, I walked past his booth and I was immediately taken by the things that he did. And I'll, I'll share some pictures. I'll, uh, I'll share, there's a link in the description of this article, I'm sorry, of this podcast to a gallery. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to host it, maybe Imgur or Google Photos, I don't know. Um, but you'll, you'll know when it's up because it'll be in the link right there. And, uh, oh my God, they, they really caught my eye. Um, and I'm just going to let you explain them so you can have the first impression. Yeah, sure. So my name is Robert Calloway. Um, I'm an artist here in Austin, Texas. Um, I've been creating resin work um, for probably the past two or three years. Mm -hmm. um, started following some other artists that do resin work and got really hooked onto it. Um, the resin that I use is non-toxic though, so that's super important to me. Um, How but do you, you find non-toxic resin? So is I, it specifically different, or um, it's just the like I guess you could say the chemical combination of the hardener and the resin is yeah. just um, it's just a different um, I guess different materials that are used to create sure. the, the non-toxic aspect of it. But I use a company um, from a couple in Canada okay. it's called Art Resin. Art resin. Art resin. Um, oh. And I've been following them since they began about probably three years ago. Yeah. Um, and started watching <clears throat> their products and how they've expanded, and now they ship yeah. internationally. Nice. Um, but they uh, have a distribution center in Dallas. Oh, perfect. Perfect, right. So yeah. when I order my resin, it comes the next day. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, how much is it, by the way? Do you like uh, order it in gallons? or? I do order it in half gallons and half sometimes gallons. full gallons. Um, you mix them together and it's gallon yes, anyway. Right. So. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of expensive sure. because it's a non-toxic platform and it's made for artists yeah. by artists. But um, I typically pay three fifty uh, for two gallons of both hardener and resin. Okay, so that's four gallons together. Mm-hmm. Again, that's two fifty, three fifty, three fifty, three fifty. Yes. Um, and how much? I mean, if you don't want to say numbers, I understand. But how much profit is that? Like, how much do you make off of three hundred fifty dollars of two <sighs> gallons of resin? Well, it's it's so three fifty basically lasts me depending on the type of paintings and the amount of projects I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe maybe a month. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it can go a month and a half depending on if sure. it's a slower month. Um, so a lot of my pieces, uh, I incorporate a lot of layers of resin. So yeah. this is two layers here mm -hmm. uh, and uh, within my home decor trays that I do. Yeah. And then just, um, just to, to describe the piece he's, he's sharing, um, if I remember, which I might not, I'm just going to label this as number one. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, a met, nice metal tray with a kind of hammered steel look. And inside there is this clear puddle with these ink splashes in it. It's gorgeous. You'll see a picture. Yeah, it's it's it really just depends. Um, my my paintings are typically three to four layers. Um, so this, uh, yeah. So this is going to be two layers here, but okay. my larger pieces are typically three or four. Uh, mm -hmm. The other larger geos, the one that you saw that night uh, mm -hmm. at Raw up in the corner, um, that was a four layer piece. Huh. Uh, and yeah, these have crystals inside there as well. Looks like pyrite, but I'm not sure. It could be silicon. Or something uh, else. Yeah, these are these are glass crystals on top. I, I, um, some I, of my sounds stupid. <laughs> some of my larger yeah. pieces have actual crystals in them. Okay, like quartz and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but going back to, um, I mean, it, it's hard to measure. It's hard to measure in the quantities of the resin, like how much, and what the calculations are for that. Sure. But um, it's it's the way I price my pieces, and it's based more on yes, how many levels, how many layers of resin I'm using. 
uh, and the time it takes to create the pieces I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's because it's all original artwork, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I try with the majority of my artwork to um, make the resin last as much as possible. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's it's precious resource. Yeah. I'm curious, how much do you think of it like a business, and how much do you think of it like a passion? Um, and is there a difference for you? That's a good question. Um, it's definitely a passion of mine. It's definitely a, a business that I'm hoping that will be more long-term. I do work retail. Sure. So I do have a full-time retail job, and then I do this full-time as well, attending as many shows as I can. Mm -hmm. So eventually, as I get more clients and more commissions, uh, my goal is to drop my part in my full-time job and um, do this as a living. Mm -hmm. So... How, how is that working for you? Does it seem like that's a possibility the next week, month, year? So next January will be my three years into that. You know, they say you have five years to see if you make or break it mm -hmm. as a career. So I'm coming up to my middle part of my five years. Um, well, the I, Colonel Sanders tried several things until he was 50, and then he did KFC, but he failed at, like, tons and tons and tons of stuff first. Yeah, I mean, my... I would say that my business is successful. I, mm -hmm. I definitely sell at some shows. Some shows I don't, but um, I do sell in currently five stores, mm -hmm. and my products do sell. So as long as I can continue with that and then maybe get into, my goal is probably 10 more stores over the next year mm -hmm. or year and a half, then that would be a happy medium where I'd be making enough that I could drop my full-time job. Sure. Do you consign or more so wholesale to those stores? Both. Both, depending on the store. Mm -hmm. Was it you that was in um, this place on East 5th or 6th or something that had vintage stuff that is turning into a clothing store? But they had coasters like that. I don't know if my... I mean, because I've, I've done... I have my work in um, Art for the People Gallery. And that's mm -hmm. off of South 1st. It um, wasn't that one. I don't think I have anything up in that location. There are other um, places that I'm working on trying to get uh, sure. connections with. Yeah. Um, but as of, as of right now, there's only a few places in Austin, and then there's a place in um, Florida that's selling my work. Oh, exciting. Mm -hmm. Place in Florida. What, what city in Florida? Yeah, St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's funny yeah. because Florida has several cities that are named after other places mm -hmm. um, in the world. There's uh, Naples, Florida. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize there was a St. Well, I knew there was St. Petersburg, Florida, but I didn't make the connection. Yeah. So I primarily sell my ocean work. Ocean work. Yeah, so my uh, I do a lot of um, like ocean decor trays, so like this style, uh -huh. but where you see the ocean inside, and it's got the coral, uh, not the coral reef, but the um, uh, like a rock formation from the oh, sand. That's cool. Um, you put like wine and cheese on them. Yeah, and I do a, a lot or like of, oh locks or like a sushi since it's the ocean would be. Yeah, there. I mean that, I mean this, these these decor trays are uh, food proof, so you can yeah. uh, hand wash them, put food on them. You so, can or can't? You can. Okay, can you put them in the dishwasher or microwave? No. Okay. Uh, you cannot do that because then it would damage the resin. Um, with the sure. coasters, they support up to 140 degrees temperature. So hot nice. coffee will yeah. work. Is that a specific different type of resin? or? I'm not too familiar on some of the other resins that are sold at like Home Depot or uh, Lowe's. Yeah. So I don't know what their thresholds are. But for this resin, it can... I mean, is it a different type of resin between oh, these two? No, no, no. It's the same. I use the same non-toxic resin sure. on all my products, yeah. I just can't put it in the microwave or dishwasher it, but I can put like hot... So you can put hot stuff on the plates. Yes. Up to 140 degrees. Right. I wouldn't okay. do like the stuff you take out of the oven. Yeah. That would instantly, I think, crack the artwork. So it cracks it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Huh. Mm -hmm. 
I've never I've never done that. I'm curious about yeah. what that would be like. Yeah. Just to just to fuck with it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. How do you get the bubbles out of that? Because that's a lot of a lot of resin. It is. Um, so there's a few things like sometimes I like to leave the bubbles because it creates yeah. another dimension. There are bubbles like this in this one. piece, yeah, um, which adds to kind of the the cool factor or the the, the depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's again the one that I may or may not have labeled one. Yeah, the um, the torching process that I do takes the bubbles out. Mm-hmm. So as oh, you I, said torching, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, I asked you this at the show, and I was curious about yeah. the vacuum chamber because I know a lot of people on YouTube use those. That'd be extensive. Yeah. Um, but no, Especially I, for something this big. Yeah, exactly. Um, the resin, the, the bubbles when you mix the hardener and the resin um, will dissipate over time if you let it sit. However, you only have a 45 minute um, pot time to when mm-hmm. it starts to cure. Yeah. So the best process really is to torch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of other artists out there that use our resin that also torch the pieces. Um, that creates that clean um, mm-hmm. look, like on this piece here, this, this geode piece. And so what that does is it heats up the air so much that it rises. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they just instantly pop. Um, so, uh, torching my pieces is one way, um, if it's warmer in the wa- room that I'm working in, my studio, sometimes it also helps as well, uh, before it starts to cure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of my pieces, like my, uh, I do underwater, uh, coral reef paintings as well. Oh, cool. Uh, and in those, I specifically try to ensure that the bubbles stay because it creates, yeah. like I said, the depth factor. Oh, yeah. So it creates yeah. those dimensional effects. That makes sense. Aquarium effects. That would be so cool just to have an aquarium. If your goldfish died, be like, you can live forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen artists use like candy and some yeah. other interesting foods to, you know, put in the resin and then it just, you know, keeps it. Like you could make like a decor tray and yeah. then put different candies in it and just pour resin over top and then it's forever yeah. infused. And and if it's the zombie apocalypse, you'd be like, I have candy. Sugar. <laughs> yeah. If I need it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, how good it would taste, but yeah. No, yeah, that would be a really good way to hide your stash from your roommates. Is put it in resin coasters and be like, and be like, where, where's the the candy that I was stealing? And be yeah. like, you've been drinking out of it the whole time. You could technically put it in a glass, like a like a mason jar. Yeah. And then put that encased in like a cube of resin, and then you Ooh. just have to like hack at it and then yeah. get into it. Because then it wouldn't be touching it. Right. That's a workaround that would mm. preserve it, I suppose. Yeah. And then you'd paint that cube and be like, it's just a cube. That's right. And nobody would know. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're figuring out the zombie apocalypse here. Getting ready, folks. Make sure you subscribe because this is what you're going to be doing um, if you want to survive the apocalypse. Uh, which reminds me, it's time for a break so you can listen to our sponsors. Sponsor, sponsors, whoever is sponsoring this episode. I'm actually putting this on Anchor, and they have this this feature where I put a. Uh, I get to choose what kind of sponsors that I work with, um, but they randomly they don't randomly, but they choose which one goes in each specific episode. It's kind of like an algorithm, whichever supports the podcast the most. Um, I just want to let you know that I did, I did turn down a sponsor yesterday because the product did not. Um, did not align with my values. So I am looking out for you guys. just wanted to share that with you because I don't want to advertise anything that I haven't tried and agree with and think that it helps you live a more passionate and free life. Um, it was it was Flipboard. as an app on the phone uh, for news. And while I don't disagree with the product, I don't think it really helps people live a more free and fulfilling life. In fact, I think it more clutters your life with unnecessary, you know, headline, 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 quick story, quick story, quick story. You're not going to be able to focus on your passion. So I decided not to sponsor them. And I just want to let you know that because any 
product you hear from me, I'm actually, uh, of course, I need to support the podcast, but I'm sharing specifically because I think it would help you. Um, and without further ado, here is the break. And we're back. So thanks for listening. Just to remind you guys, I'm here with Robert Calloway, the resin artist who is talking about his process, his passion, his colors, uh, what he uses, how he uses it, etc. Um, really exciting to talk with you because I was immediately smitten by your work. And it's important for everyone on the podcast to be exposed to people who are passionate and do passionate things. And I love art and stuff. So uh, we were talking about bubbles and heat and zombie apocalypse. Um, what kind of food, do you ever put food in your stuff? I don't. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of artists uh, on Instagram and, and stuff that do do that. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting, especially around the holidays, I think, with like candy canes and things like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so um, cool. Especially like with the, the silver trays that I have here. Like, well, I like think the toy reindeer or something. Yeah, yeah. Cool um, on a sleigh of, of, of peppermints. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think it would be cool to kind of yeah. like kind of create, kind of like when you're you know decorating a ginger, gingerbread house, yeah. you have like the different candies to create the cool house. Yeah. Uh, do that same kind kind of concept, but on like a you know a flat form, mm-hmm. and create kind of like a I don't know like an ice skating rink, you know, with like the icing yeah. and like the candy canes and things like that, and put uh, that fun. into a tray. Huh. Um, thought of that. I've never explored it. It'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know how messy that would be. <laughs> well, yeah, come to think of it, what are your passion ideas, like dreams of projects you can make? Like, imagine you had all the resources and time and space and support you needed and influence if you needed to get something from like a community or whatever. Like, what what would you need? I mean, not what would you need, but what would you do? That's a good question. I mean, there's so many projects that I have stored in the back yeah. of my brain that that I want to do. It's just like <laughs> time and mean. money and. And you know, studio space because I'm working out like a, out of a really tiny uh, room in my mom's home. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've, I've been exploring the geo paintings recently. Yeah. That's something actually I started this year in 2018. Um, and I don't label that number two. And um, <laughs> and these and these paintings are, are are truly cool in the way that I like to to level you know the the, the layers of the resin and. And I paint the sides, you know, to look like the rocks. Um, mm-hmm. Is that hot glue or what is this? So the side of this, um, I use like a modeling paste t- uh, kind of okay. uh, product. Like a ganache, but not edible. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it kind of looks like, you know, if you were using this on like the side of the cake, but yeah, this is not edible. Yeah. Um, so I texturize it with a palette knife. And then once it dries, I go through and I paint it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what creates that really cool uh, textured effect. Yeah, and it's got the kind of weathered effect, um, the, the paint. Yeah, has this like this, some of it's shiny, some of it's not. Yeah, so I do this kind of technique on uh, my geos as well as my ocean paintings. Uh, the yeah. ocean paintings, I do uh, the gold though to make mm-hmm. it more rock-like. Um, but yeah, I if I had a lot of if, if resources and, and that was you know endless and I could you know create whatever I wanted to, I would definitely go a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, right now with my my studio space, the largest pieces that I can fit in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, are basically four feet by four feet, uh, which is big, um, but I would mm. definitely like to expand that. Now, as far as, and that's- Fill that, a room with resin. Right, right, <laughs> That'd be so right. Cool. Yeah, so doing like larger uh, commission pieces where I could get like my, my boards like, I don't know, four feet by eight feet or mm. larger, you know, like have really huge panoramic yeah. spaces um, to fit on large walls for um, corporate headquarters, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do multiple, 
you know, layers of humongous geo painting. Like a sculpture, maybe. Yeah. What about like a 3D sculpture, like a big cube in front of somewhere? That would be cool. I mean, creating and working with like some other uh, uh, sculptural artists to, to kind of collaborate and create that would be kind of cool. Absolutely. Something that's, you know, because I, I like to do a lot of tactile stuff. So True. like within the geo piece, you can kind of run your fingers over and kind of mm-hmm. feel. Yeah, I immediately like, wanted to touch the, the rocks on the front. And I, and I always encourage people at my art shows and stuff, mm-hmm. my work is meant to be touched. I mean, the resin, you know, it, it's waterproof, essentially. So you can, yeah, you can run your fingers mm-hmm. over it and, and uh, touch it as much as you want to, get that emotional mm-hmm. sense to it. Um, but yeah, if I could create a sculptural piece, you know, to be placed outside because then, you know, it's weatherproof, and then work with another artist to create some sort of, mm-hmm. you know, emotional impact that'd be cool yeah I just imagine you making oh if you made something and then the uh, the the sculpture person carved it would be so cool that would be cool yeah because I do apply resin to woodwork um, mm-hmm. I haven't applied it to metal yet well other than the trays but like other metal um, yeah but yeah that would be interesting I know people who do wood turning often fill the gaps with resin and then put some stuff in there yeah oh and there's a dude on YouTube I don't remember I don't know if you've seen I think Patrick Adair I think so and he, is, he has like Patrick Adair designs and he makes rings like his whole thing is he makes rings and he makes rings out of random stuff and he uses resin a lot of the time so one time he's like the new iPhone came out I think it was the iPhone 10 and he's like I want to make an iPhone 10 ring so he got a water uh, jet person to like water jet uh, a ring blank and then he set that in resin because there are like different layers that were kind yeah. of separated at that point because he had just cut through the whole thing with a water jet and um, he made a ring which was just around the camera part and there were like layers you could see it was so cool oh wow that sounds interesting electronics yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah it was just kind of fascinating um, I'll send you a link to that because yeah, he uses absolutely. resin a lot and so it could give you some ideas and maybe yeah. you could reach out and do a collaboration yeah, or something absolutely. Yeah, he uses the uh, a vacuum chamber for sure, um, and I don't think he he doesn't need to use food safe things because it's it's a ring. But it would still yeah. be interesting for you to check huh. out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always yeah. willing to collaborate with other local artists and artists in general. But yeah, they don't like local, though, yeah. But yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Cool dude. Um, so I noticed that you have this donut uh, thing on your on your necklace. Yes. What do people usually say about that? So it's interesting. Most people, I would say 95% of the people that see it or I talk to automatically go to a donut, which is totally cool. That's totally fine. Yeah. Because um, I actually used a donut mold to create <laughs> those, so it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but the reason that, um, so on my website. Uh, I'll, I'll label that number three. On my website, yeah. um, I actually don't address them as donuts, even though that's kind of what they're created from. Yeah. Um, but I call them iris bloom pendants. Iris bloom pendants. The reason okay. that I call it that is that to me, they look like the iris of the eye if you look super close. Yeah. So these are created from looking super close to the eye and creating that kind of texture oh, and abstract cool. form. Yeah, and this one I'm looking at has, um, I don't know if that's aluminum foil, but foil in it. It's silver leaf. I use silver and gold leaf mm. um, to create some of the textures inside oh, of these. Oh, cool. So there's precious metals in them. So how did you make the mold? Is it made out of plaster or what? The mold um, is made out of silicone, and okay. I order those. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different molds I use because uh, I do like mustache magnets and um, <laughs> that's cool. um, some other types of um, like figurines and, sure. and objects. So silicone is the best 
when it comes to working with resin. Because the, the one that's like the bakeware silicone is the best. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it, it's durable. It's like high heat. Because as the resin's yeah. curing, it, it gets, it gets really, really hot. It gets really hot, yeah. Um, so those are the kind of the ones that I buy. And I get those like at Michael's and things like that. Yeah. Um, their baking department. But um, that's how I create like my, uh, my magnets. The baking and, department? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been looking for molds because um, at one point I was experimenting with chocolate molding. And I ended up, okay, plaster sucked. Yeah. Because I couldn't bend it. It was a a stupid choice, but the thing is I tried. And then I I had a deadline because I was going to a potluck and I had been like, oh, I'm going to make some chocolates. And then it was the last day. And so I'm like, fuck it. I need to do something fast. And I found hot glue. And hot glue worked really well. But the thing is... um, it wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. But it, it definitely got some really good detail, though, when I, when I put it on the, the mold thing. But I didn't realize that there was, uh, like, a bakeware silicone. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that Michael's in the baking department is, yeah, bakeware safe. Cool. Um, for, for both chocolates and for, like, cookies and cupcakes yeah, or whatever. Like, in the, in the oven safe? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's really high heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then um, a lot of, of course, Amazon's great too because yeah. they always discounted and stuff. But those are typically what I use the silicon for because um, you can create some really cool stuff and it peels, the resin peels after like 24 hours after it's cured. Nice. Pulls easily right out. And then okay. there are different types of silicon, like a matte finish and then also a shiny finish. Um, these. Does it really matter? Oh, it is. It that's the texture. Right. It, well, okay. it does for the look you want. So these are shiny, and I prefer yeah. that because I like it because resin's glossy. Yeah. It kind of goes with the rest of my brand. But uh, some of my uh, other magnets um, are matte finish, so it creates uh-huh. just like a different look. Okay. Interesting. I'd be curious. Just, I mean, I probably saw it at the show, but I didn't know what to look for. Yeah. Just depends on what people are looking for. And, yeah. But I like the glossy stuff because all my other stuff is high gloss. So did you have the intention of making this a business when you started or was it just like, I like this, can I buy it? Oh, this is cool, can I buy it? And then it just started to grow from there. So I went to art school. Mm-hmm. I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, I visited there. Freaking yeah. cool, awesome, awesome school. Yeah. Um, so I was there for five years, but yeah. I didn't go there for painting. I actually have a degree in graphic design and a minor in oh, interior design. Oh, nice. That's freaking so, cool. So, yeah. We so, just high five, by the way, if you were curious about that noise. So it... Um, I've made a lot of art friends over the years um, from SCAD and um, have been able to take a lot of different electives to do different kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, painting, though, I've, I've, always, I've actually been self-taught. I've taught True. myself how to paint and create uh, some of the techniques that I use. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I have always, like when I was younger, I would paint and then I would just like keep all my artwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it got to the point where like I had all of this artwork and my family was like, hey, you know, you should probably like maybe try out an art show or, yeah. you know, maybe see if you can like sell <laughs> your artwork. Yeah. Um, and so I started getting into that. And then um, after some of the art shows and people liking my work, I would start hitting up some of the local stores and yeah. boutique stores and, and people wanted to sell my stuff. So it's kind of branched out to like it was a hobby at first and I was just designing because or creating because I, I like to mm-hmm. do stuff with cool colors and stuff yeah um, very very vibrant um, and then I decided to uh, branch out and like actually you know I want to make this a career I want to be a successful mm-hmm. artist I, I went to SCAD I, and I do use my degree a little bit but not to the extent of what I was you know supposed to intend yeah. going there for um, but now I'm creating stuff that I actually enjoy doing cool so this, yeah, this is going to be, hopefully, a very successful uh, business in the coming years. Hell yeah. 
course. It sounds pretty cool. I mean, I love the stuff. I was smitten the moment I saw it. I'm like, I have to ask you about that. And it was just such a cool environment, too. There's some people on stage, mm-hmm. uh, somebody rapping, people just playing music. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to apply to that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't really stick with one medium, though. Kind of like, I just want to do whatever mediums. Right. Um, experiment, with, experiment with that. That's why I call it the Renaissance Man podcast. Um, I'm actually thinking about making that like a separate passion project is just making the, the craft section. I do it on my own. I just don't really know how to brand it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool to talk with somebody, somebody like this, uh, somebody who's doing it and somebody who's making it a thing. Uh, if you were to give any advice or say anything to um, people who are creative, who have creative passions, who don't really know what to do with them, uh, what would you say? Um, that is a great question. I've had, you know, in my interactions with different different people who have bought my work or just liked my work, yeah. um, they always mention that they have like a son or a daughter that uh-huh. um, is an inspiring artist and, and mm-hmm. wants to, um, you know, continue with their passion and creating stuff. And, and I mean, I started out with just like experimental. Like yeah. I was, um, I actually went, I actually started out from being an oil painter and that's all oh, I wow. did. And then um, now that I do acrylic work with the resin, yeah, um, and found that that's better for me. Um, it, it just takes a lot of practice if you want to like, you know, um, perfect a specific technique or uh-huh. just to to kind of explore and, and try all the avenues. Um, usually, like if people um, offer you to do something, whether it's an art show or yeah. a podcast or something like that, I always tell people like always accept it and do it because yeah. it, it helps you um, explore different avenues and then it lets you just kind of see where your artwork can take you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would just say experimental, um, continue to to do what you love yeah. and do what you can to uh, inspire others and make people happy. That's perfect. I just uh, released an exploration episode of oh, episode last night about exploration. Just the value itself. That one wasn't an interview. It's just me chatting um so thanks for your time i really appreciate it yeah absolutely i always like to talk about my artwork yeah try to explain the process because people don't know like what resin work is i usually get like oh that looks like glass it looks like glass but it's actually like hard plastic and it's yeah much kind of more durable than glass and waterproof and vibrant and doesn't shatter when you drop it right exactly so there's a lot of cool things about my work and always love sharing about it with other people. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wanted to see and or commission something or buy something, where would they go? So the best place would be my website. So that's mm-hmm. callawaystudios.com. So C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y studios.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also be found on Instagram mm-hmm. with Callaway Studios as well. Um, but yeah, my website's always showing, you know, what people have bought from me or what I've commissioned under my portfolio section. Mm-hmm. I'm always like changing and recreating my uh, website to keep up with uh, holidays and mm. events that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it's the best place to reach me. Cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening. Stay tuned after the message for a sponsor, which is just coming up, in order to hear some giveaway details. Hey, little thing from our sponsors. As you guys know, I love creating. I mean, that's the whole reason why I created the Creators Guild and Joe Crafts. And if you know me, you know that I have most of my free space in my house, where I'm actually at right now, is me crafting. Um, 
which is my passion. But uh, to be free to do your passion, you need to pay the bills. And sometimes your passion doesn't pay the bills right off the bat, so you need to get money in some other way. The issue with jobs is that it takes up a lot of your time, and then you don't have any time or energy to do anything you like. So how do you make money but still have enough time to focus on a passion, which isn't making you money? Well, for myself... I created a business. Now, that's hard, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's so hard to make money. Um, And for some business models, it is very hard. Um, But the thing is, I had help. And even though it was very hard for me to figure out what to do, and I was nervous about how to make money, I created a business where I buy and sell phones. And um, it pretty much just printed money. I tried it on my own at first, and I maybe made like, a hundred bucks every month or so, but when I found this guy, um, I met him, he was being mentored by the same guy who was mentoring me about business, and uh, he taught me how to flip phones um, through this online course. Uh, It's easy, it's simple, and there's a group for support. Sometimes I don't know what to do, and the course material, like the videos, aren't exactly what I want to know, and so... I had to ask, I had to ask questions, and he's in the group, he answers questions, and it was pretty cool, and pretty soon, I was picking up a few phones a day, and in the first three weeks after I bought the course, as he has a free YouTube channel, which I got started on and got some uh, some information from, but once I bought the course and used the information in the course, I ended up making $4,000 in profit in the first three weeks, which is pretty awesome. Now, not everyone has those results. Some people get better results. Some people don't get those results for for longer time than I did. For me, it was the first three weeks. Sometimes people go a whole year without making that. But um, whether you are better or worse over time, whether your results take a little bit longer than mine or whether your results um, are even better than mine, uh, you'll definitely be able to see how easy it is to make money Um, Using this business model, I found that it opened my eyes to what's possible and it frees me up to do more things. And um, like this podcast, for instance. So I figured I'd pay it forward and offer you guys a chance to at least get some of the free information that it gives out. And uh, if you're interested, then you can sign up for the course. Um, The information's free, no commitment. Just put in your email and I'll send you uh, some materials and some links and stuff. And I have the link in the episode description to put your email in. And then, of course, it will give you a link if you're ready for the course, which is definitely a good investment. It paid off for me within a week. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's 700 bucks for the course, and it paid off for me um, within a week. I, I already made more than that. And then within three weeks, I made $4,000 in profit. I hope that helps you become more passionate. And um, it also helps me do this podcast because... Um, it's helping you with your passionate life, and also I get a kickback if you buy the course through my link, which is, uh, is helpful for me to continue um, devoting time to this. All right, you got to the end. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe if you like it. Talking about subscribing, there is a launch giveaway where you you have to do three things and then you get entered to win a piece of Joe Craft's history. This is a podcast through Joe Crafts. 
Um, so in the link, in the description link of this episode, whatever podcast platform you're using, there is a website, this, therealjoecrafts.com slash launch dash giveaway. Don't have to remember that. It's in the link in the description. Uh, click on that and I'll tell you all you need to do to enter the giveaway as well as show you what you win if you do. I hope you win and good luck.